All right, peeps, we're back. As always, I'm your host, Lee Bentz, and you're joining the AEW Insider. Got a lot of good news today in the show. Uh, most importantly, though, we got to do our predictions for the upcoming AEW free-to-view pay-per-view Fighter Fest, which is actually going to be taking place this Saturday in Daytona, Florida. It's going to be awesome. So let's get to some AEW news real quick. Then we'll get to the Fighter Fest card and my predictions. And then we got a lot of other news from all other promotions. WWE, of course, Impact, Ring of Honor, New, uh, NWA, what have you. Remember, definitely join us on all our social media outlets, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. It's the AEW Insider. So let's get into it. First, Kenny Omega and a lot of other wrestlers are pissed. They have their charity pay-per-view, which we're doing a show for. Excuse me, no, not for the show. I apologize. Their next charity pay-per-view is called Fight for the Fallen. It's for uh, gun violence against the innocent. It's taking place in Florida, and, uh, and all the proceeds are going to be going to Jacksonville for that cause, which is really, really amazing because the gun violence over there is nuts. I do vacations for a living, yada, yada, and we literally give vacations away mostly at my job for going to a presentation, and people who live in Orlando or Jacksonville, when they hear like it's downtown in that section, they won't even go downtown because they're afraid of getting shot, so it's nuts. But anyway, they're going to be doing that. Uh, what was I going to say? And WWE just announced, because I've been telling you that I've been seeing NXT wrestlers like Adam Cole, Velveteen Dream, fighting in a wrestling promotion Evolve. I covered that last show, and I said they were there last weekend. Well, come to find out, that's because WWE is working with Evolve, which is very, very awesome that they're even doing that. Uh, they're they're going to actually show their 10th anniversary show on the WWE Network, which is amazing. The only bad part is, is that those douchebags chose to do it and air it at the same exact time and day that the AEW pay-per-view, charity pay-per-view, I might add you, is going on. So everybody's saying they don't know if they did it or they didn't do it on purpose, but you know they did. WWE is definitely trying to shut this down, and that's really, really fucked up when it's for charity, seriously. Like I said, Kenny Omega and a lot of wrestlers are pissed. Kenny Omega took to Twitter about it, and then he deleted his uh, tw a tweet a little bit later, which is bullshit. But he did say the following. If lining your pockets with blood money is okay, then what's wrong with trying to undermine a charity show for victims of gun violence? I hear that healthy competition is supposed to be a good thing, and yet I can't help but feel like I'm going to be sick. Like I said, a short time later, he removed the tweet, and I think he should have left it up, Omega. Fuck them. And when he made that blood money quote, he was talking about them working with Saudi Arabia for the millions and billions of dollars that they're getting. It is bullshit. WWE shouldn't have did that. That's a very weak move. Just like them trying to tell people that people can't wear AEW gear and all that to the show. In the end, it shows that you guys have fear, even though you say you don't, and it's going to work against you and bite you in the ass. All right, on this week's Being the Elite, it was great as always. Some highlights were Christopher Daniels. He's actually rolling solo without SCU because he's got that single match. He was trying to get Dr. Brett Baker to do an SCU scene with them. She said no way. She's still pissed at him for what she did to her and her man in 2017. Well, to her man. Uh, and it was crazy. She said it was bullshit what he and Frankie did to them. Of course, she won't say his name because he's on the contract with WWE. But she's talking about her baby for life, Adam Cole, bad, bad. 
So she said, you know what, I was only joking, I'll do it with you. Put up, close your eyes and put your hands out. And then you see him feeling something, feeling something in his face. He's saying, oh, it feels this, it feels that. When he opens his eye and look, he's actually holding on to Joey Ryan's penis. Joey Ryan was right there, so it was hilarious. Later on in the show, he's all traumatized about it on the floor, what have you. Then it had an amazing Kenny Omega skit about Fighter Fest. It was supposed to be a fake mock, like behind the scenes with Kenny Omega, but all the people were supposed to be getting the festival in order. And just like the real festival, like everything's all screwed up. Like all the food didn't come through, they only had bread, blah, blah, blah. So like I said before... This was a real thing that happened. Ja Rule and this guy got together, and they were supposed to throw the biggest, biggest concert beach party you ever seen. They were renting out yachts. They were renting out bungalows. They were charging people thousands upon thousands of dollars, like $30, $25,000, what have you. Supposed to have this amazing party with all these groups signed. They never even had one group signed. By the time people got to the island, it was a fucking mess. And the guy is still in jail for it right now. Not Ja Rule, but the other guy, because he tried scamming people after that happened. So definitely check out uh, Firefest on Netflix and Hulu. It's better on Netflix. But anyway, that's what this is. So they're showing Kenny Omega behind the scenes, and he's acting like everything's all screwed up. So they're making it like the real Firefest, which is excellent. Um, MJF cut a promo on Hangman Page. It was hysterically vicious. He also did a great skit at the end when they do the mailbag for BET, where they take a question of the week and answer it. And as always, he acts like he is being forced to do it or paid for do it, which he's not, but it's funny as hell anyway. Best heel in the game as we speak. MJF, baby. They also showed Nick and Matt Jackson mocking Cody and Dustin Rhodes about needing a brother as a partner, yada yada. It was very screwed up, and I loved every second of it. On to this week's edition of the Nightmare Family's YouTube channel's episode. That's a.k.a. Cody and Brandy Rhodes. They had their first episode of Road to Fight for the Falling, which is the pay-per-view for victims of gun violence in Florida. It opened up with about the charity gun-gun shooting victims, what have you, and at the pre-proceeds, like I said, were going to the event, and it's very good. Then they highlighted Brandy Rhodes and a match against uh, Allie that's going to be taking place. Don't sleep on the chief branding officer, Brandy Rhodes, and think she's taking it easy, what have you. She looks fucking vicious in the ring and amazing. She's going to be whooping some ass. Then they highlighted the Dustin Rhodes versus the Young Bucks. They had Tony Schiavone and Jake the Snake giving their thoughts about both teams and what would happen. It was very good stuff. Hangman then replied and addressed MJF for making fun of him on being the elite. Uh, Hangman announced that his knee is fine, which we all knew because it was a work since uh, the whole pop thing. And uh, he missed his chance about horses because MJF supposedly hates horses. And uh, uh, never mind, you got to go see. But he know he missed a great chance to say something about horses, a pun. And he even took kicked himself in the butt about it on Twitter. So definitely check out this week's uh, excuse me road to fight for the fallen. Now on to the Fighter Fest card and my predictions. Uh, like I said, this is Saturday on BleacherReport.com. You can actually watch it free. You log on to AEW on BR Live to watch it. And on another note, I noticed something major. I didn't hear that it was announced yet, Said so I just seen it on a tweet. So if it was announced, I'm behind on the news, which usually isn't true. But if not, it was a surprise to me. But Jericho has been promoted to be at next month's Fight for the Poland charity pay-per-view. And on the tweet, it said that it was also free on BleacherReport.com. So unless they change it, that's two pay-per-views in a row for free for the piece, which is crazy. Now that kicks so much ass. 
Like I said, I haven't heard it announced, but I've seen it in black and white on Twitter right there. So, I mean, I don't know if they made a mistake releasing too soon. But according to that, it will be free also. All right, now let's get to the card of Fighter Fest. In the buy-in pre-show, we do have Michael Nakazawa versus Alex Jabeli in a hardcore match. Something tells me those two are going to be whooping each other's ass, and it's going to be one of the better matches of the night. My pick, of course, Michael Nakazawa. We also, in the pre-show, have Kylie Ray versus Leva Bates. Uh, now, Kylie Ray is their version. I want to say that version, but that's what it reminds you of, of Bailey, but she's way, way cooler and pulls it off better. She's all smiley, go lucky, what have you, but when she gets pissed off, she'll take your head off. And she is going against Leva Bates. Leva Bates is actually the second librarian. How AEW had this hunt for the uh, character librarian, they actually hired two people, uh, Peter Avalon and Leva Bates. So, mm, I, I'm going with Kylie Ray. I don't want to, though. I like to act. Ugh. Yeah, I'm going to go with Kylie Ray for that. All right, now on to the main card. We do have Christopher Daniels without SCU against SEMA. Uh, I would love for Christopher Daniels to win, but I think this match is to put SEMA over, so I'm going with SEMA. We also have Yuka Sakazi versus Rio versus Nyla Rose. Uh, the first two were in that six-man or eight-man tag team match at that all-in and the women's match with the women from Japan, and it was friggin' awesome. I love Yuka because she's the high flyer. She does the ropes like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, but I don't think that's going to get her the win. I'm going to go with Riho on that one. Then we do have an amazing four-way match. This match is going to be one of the best of the night. It's Adam Page versus Jimmy Havoc versus Jungle Boy versus MJF. Everybody's going for Hangman Page, of course, yada, yada, yada. Hangman Page doesn't need to win this, though, because Hangman Page is going to be already in the title hunt for AEW's top title, and he probably is going to be their first champion. And whether that was the case or not, I cannot go against my boy, MJ motherfucking F. So I'm going with Maxwell. Maxwell, MJF for the win. We also have Cody Rhodes versus Darby Allin. My pick, believe it or not, is Darby Allin. Like I said, my picks are going to be, uh, excuse me, I like heels and I like the underdogs. And these next couple of pay-per-views leading the TV are going to let me know about the booking. Because that all-in, even though it was an amazing pay-per-view, there were a couple matches that people should have lost. Like the executive vice presidents, not saying anything against them, Kenny Omega, Cody Rhodes, Young Bucks, what have you, they can't win every fucking match. I think the, uh, excuse me, the uh, Young Bucks should have lost at that all-in pay-per-view, and I definitely think Cody should have lost to Dustin. So like I said, these next couple of weeks, we're going to see how the booker is going to go for AEW, and that's going to be a big, big factor. If these big stars keep winning all these matches, I think it's bullshit. So I'm going to go with Darby Allen, the underdog. I think that kid is vicious. If you haven't watched his stuff, check it out. We also have the Elite. Uh, excuse me, versus the Lucha Brothers. Uh, uh, the Elite is the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, and that's versus the Lucha Brothers and their third partner, the Laredo Kid. My pick, the Lucha Brothers. And I love Omega and the Bucks, but I just got a feeling the Lucha's got their number this time. And this Laredo kid is friggin' sick. You gotta check him out, too. And I think the match in the night is gonna be John Moxley versus my boy Joey Janela. 
Now, Joey Janelle is fucking nuts, man. Dean Ambrose might have been nuts, excuse me, a.k.a. John Moxley before he got to WWE and all that. But like Joey said in his promo last week when he called him out pretty much, you used to do all that, but you had to do this, do that. You're soft, bro, while I was out there still doing it. Uh, in the new promo, you see Dean watching, and he gets pissed off because what Joey said rings is true. Now, we know that Dean, excuse me, John, John Moxley is one of the top wrestlers in the world right now, if not the top, the hottest guy. So, of course, they're going to give it to John Moxley, which I think is bullshit. My pick is Joey Janela. Joey Janela, if this was just like, if, if John Moxley was in AEW as long as he was in WWE and these guys fought, they were in there together, Joey Janela would win. The only reason why Moxley is going over is because he's on a fucking hot street right now. And who could beat him, you know what I mean, to make him look soft or sour? So, I'm going with Janela, but John Moxley will win. So definitely Saturday, man. This pay-per-view is going to be frigging amazing. This is what us wrestling fans say we want, that we're pining for, what have you. So definitely you got to check it out on BleacherReport.com. We get to watch it free. And hopefully that tweet we see from AEW and Jericho saying Fight for the Fallen is going to be free too. So real quick, as always, some of the sources we get our news from are Wrestling Observer, PW Insider, Fightful.com, WrestleTalk, Cultaholic, Sean's View, Ringside News, Pro Wrestling Sheet, WWF Old School, Bodyslam.net, and Sam Roberts, just to name a few. We're going to take a break real quick. I got some WWE news. I've got some Impact Wrestling news, some Ring of Honor news, some UFC news, and some DDP news. You know, just a little thing here and there. So, I mean, it's not all a whole bunch of either one, but it's a little smorgasbord of a mixture. i got news from all over the world of the hottest things that's going on right now. And WWE had some major breaking news today that we'll get to right after the break. Remember, as always, I'm your host, Lee Benz, and definitely come back and join us for the AEW Insider. All right, peeps, we're back. This is Lee Bentz, and as always, it's the AEW Insider. Let's get to some huge WWE news. It was announced today that WWE has two new executive producers. One will be a producer for Raw, and the other will be a producer for SmackDown. And I think it'll blow your fucking mind if you haven't heard it already, because you should have. Paul Heyman is now in charge of Monday Night Raw, which I think is amazing. And the person in charge of SmackDown is none other than Eric motherfucking Bischoff. That's right, people. This is not a joke. It's not a work. It is 100% factual. I think it's amazing, and it's an amazing move on at WWE's part. These two men, good or bad, ran WWE's biggest competition in a day. So to get all that talent under one roof, for uh, excuse me, for one for the Fox Network in the fall, and one to take that over that excuse me, take on that looming AEW premiere. Plus, they won't want AEW stealing them away to help them with their shows, especially Eric Bischoff. What's up, Vince Russo, you weirdo wrestling ruining ass conspiracy theory nut? Still sitting at home. Good for you. They, nobody's going to hire Vince Russo. He's a piece of trash. It's a damn good choice if you ask me. This is awesome. And of course, there are already backstage rumblings on social media about why Triple H himself was not given one of those roles. The plot thick thickens, peeps. Yes, it is an, yet it's an awesome nugget of news. All right, Rusev took to Twitter about the hirings, and this is what he had to say about it. First wild card rules, we get Hulk Hogan on Monday Night Raw and Hollywood Hogan on Tuesday Night Smackdown. I love it, quote-unquote. 
Others commented on Twitter also, such as Seth Rollins, who said the Bish, B-I-S-H, like Bischoff, is back. And Zack Ryder and No Way Jose chimed in also. Also, it has come to light that Rusev's contract is up very, very soon. We know he is frustrated. We know how WWE has not used him on TV, what have you. He's going to be outy. It's a damn shame, too, for the unstoppable beast he was on NXT and the start of his main wrestler run to just watch him be left by the wayside and rot and bury him like countless others that the WWE does. Fuck you right in the ass, WWE. Like, really, man. It's crazy when they do that. But wherever Rusev goes, he's going to be huge. That guy's a beast and he's got his hot wife with him. He's got the, the sky's the limit. He ain't worried about anything. Um, and unless you're living under a rock, Seth Rollins has gone rogue on Twitter. I mean him. The last couple of days, you would think somebody stole the man's cell, but they did not. He's saying that they're the best wrestling shows, athlete, what have you, on pro wrestling. And it's a joke. And the fans let him know it big time. He sounds like a crazy old person who discovered how to use a cell phone and he's just letting things out. Superstars have joined in to mess with him too. Like Will Ospreay, they got in a little battle and Seth was totally in the wrong. And Chris Jericho chimed in to name a few also. If you have not seen it over the last few days, you must run and see it. Seth Rollins has lost his goddamn mind. Uh, also, Undertaker announced his hand-picked opponent for WrestleMania. That is right. Of the current roster, Undertaker hand-picked who he wants to fight him and pretty much win and retire him. The WWE superstar is none other than my dog. A guy who should have been pushed to the moon ten times over, and he has been handpicked by Vince McMahon himself to be the chosen one, a.k.a. WWE champion. It is no other than Drew McIntyre. That's right. Out of the entire roster, like myself, Undertaker knows Drew deserves a proper push and is using his pull that he has built over the years to do so. Good shit, Taker, and great choice. It is rumored that WWE wants to pull up ex-UFC star Matt Riddle to the main roster for their debut on Fox. Uh, they also teased the lesbian storyline on SmackDown between real-life BFFs Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. Sonya is very, very gay and very, very proud of it. And from what I know, Mandy is not. It must be weird to do that for work, to be forced to. I mean, they're best friends. Let's hope for those two that it follows them off screen to their hotels while on the road. You know what I mean? Yeah, baby, yeah. I think Sonya is hot as you know what. Uh, really nothing great besides that I'm on SmackDown. I mean, I'll touch on a couple of points. The best part for me was Bray Wyatt's puppets popping in and out of both shows. I effing love it. Bray Wyatt, as we know, with the Firefighter Fly Funhouse, yada yada with his puppets. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Uh, we did see Raw. We seen Raw. Uh, excuse me. On Raw, they had Miz walking down the hallway. And we seen the puppet behind him. Then we also seen later on... Kofi Kingston walking down the hallway, and there was a puppet behind him. It was Sister Abigail and then the buzzer. Then on SmackDown, they had Mandy Rose and Sonya talking to somebody, and up in the seats at the arena, there was actually the rabbit from the show Rascally Rabble of Ramblin' Rabbit. And then when Daniel Bryan was making his way to the ring with his partner Eric Rowan, the little pig with all the chocolates on his face from Firefly Fighter Funhouse popped up in the background. So it looks like they're actually listening to Busted Open Radio, my man Bully Ray Dudley, and taking some of his awesome ideas. So, I mean, this is really, really good. They're building it up awesome. I hope they just don't pull the trigger too soon because this Wyatt thing, he could be the next Undertaker because we do need another vicious, scary guy. And in WWE, when Undertaker does go, and, you know, Wyatt's 
prove that he is the guy for eons now. And uh, now that Heyman and Bischoff are running shit, maybe they will hire the right per- the excuse me, they will hire the right person. Hopefully they're gonna what you call it, hire Bully Ray himself and me. You know what I mean? If they don't hire me, they can at least hire Bully Ray for the writing team. And uh, oh, besides that, just a little other thing happened on SmackDown. Um, just the return of none other than the Undertaker. That's right, the Phenom returned out of nowhere. He actually came and saved Roman Reigns, the guy who was supposed to retire him, but obviously didn't get the job done. So it's definitely building up to some kind of big SummerSlam match. I don't know if it's going to be against Roman. That's what people think. They're going to turn or it's going to be against Drew. I don't know. But we will have to stay tuned and see. Now on to the other hand, as always, NXT was amazing this week. It had a great opening match, as always. Uh, They had this tournament going on. It's called the Breakout Tournament. Where up-and-coming breakout stars compete, and I don't know what the winner is. I mean, I know they said it. Hopefully, it's a shot at the NXT title. I don't know. Or maybe a contract. I don't know. But they did have the new signees. Uh, the first one was the DJ guy. He used to be a DJ. His name's DJ something. He's going by a different rain name now. He comes out with the whole thing. He's got, like, a vest on and a helmet, and it's got all lights on, like he's standing behind a DJ booth doing it. Even though he has a name change, he has the same exact gimmick. Uh, and then also there was a third generation uh, third generation wrestler. His name was Angel Gars. Holy crap. That guy has more charisma in his pinky than most pro wrestlers do in their entire careers. Like, I mean it. It was an effluent exit match. In the end, Garza won. But I'm telling you, a lot of stars are going to come out of this tournament. A lot of up-and-coming ones that are going to be huge. It's definitely good stuff. So check that out. Then my dogs, the Street Profits, took to the ring. I don't think they were coming out for a match or a promo, but guess who came out to go against them? Uh, the Forgotten Sons. Snore. I mean, how many times are you going to have these guys fight? The Forgotten Sons need to be forgotten already. But anyway, the Profits actually put their belt up on the line, which they didn't have to. Out of nowhere, the uh, Forgotten Son leader, Riker, or whatever it was, hit one of the Profits, so the match was over. The uh, Forgotten Sons went and started jumping the Profits in the ring until they were actually, uh, excuse me, helped out by Oni Larkin and uh, his partner. Uh, and they actually helped them out, they saved them, but then they were standing in the rings with the Street Profits and they were sitting there touching their belts and wanting their belts. So you know that those guys are definitely going to fight in the future. Uh, so it's better because now the Forgotten Sons will be forgotten for a while and they can fight Oni and Larkin. Good those guys deserve it. Uh, for the main event, it was crazy. It was Shayna Baylor, Baszler versus Eo Sheree in a steel cage. Now, when it's not on a pay-per-view or yada yada, these things can go really, really shitty, but this match was effing excellent. At the end, Baszler barely squeezed out the win. I won't tell you how she did it, but she did, so you definitely got to check that out. And then, uh, excuse me, Candice LeRae actually came out to console her friend Io Cherie, and Io Cherie turned on her and literally beat the crap out of her with a steel chair. It was absolutely insane. So definitely check out NXT this week. As always, it was, as always, it was better than all WWE programming on the television this week. Uh, real quick for 205 Live, Mike Kanellis actually walked off 205 Live after jobbing out on a match. Um, I heard about it before I watched it, and when they were all announcing it on the news and all that and on the web, they were acting like it was real. But when I watched it, it definitely looked like a work, so I don't think it's real, but we'll have to stay tuned and see. And it makes no sense after they fi- signed a five-year contract, but it looked good and it made sense why it walked out. 
Uh, Kurt Angle actually took the uh, the internet and said that Baron Corbin is the best heel in the business. Okay, King Kurt, I think he's hitting that pill bottle a little bit too hard again, if you know what I mean. And I'll just leave that one right there. All right, real quick, some Impact Wrestling news. On Impact Wrestling, Tyre Valkyrie was fighting Sue Young. Uh, when out of nowhere, Jessica Havoc came in and interfered and stopped the match. As Taya was running for her life up the ramp, Rosemary came out of nowhere. So it was absolutely crazy. So, uh, excuse me. After that, they did announce that there will be a four-way match at their same anniversary against the four women. So that's going to be a real, real dope match. And it's actually going to be called Monster's Ball. Uh, Chris Van Vliet did another amazing interview this week. He actually did two of them. Each were almost an hour long, and they were both great. One was with the guy Simon from What's Culture uh, Wrestling YouTube channel. If you like that, check it out. And the other one was with uh, none other than former Impact star Eli Drake. And that interview is friggin' awesome. Almost an hour long. The guy's real. He's down to earth. He's super smart. And you could tell his girlfriend's got him wrapped around his finger. He looks real, real happy. He's playing it off, though, like he's not signing with this one, signing with that one. He know he's going to sign. And also, just a little tidbit. Come to find out since, like, 2015 or something like that, whether WWE wants people to know or not, he's actually doing that, all the animations for all the updated wrestlers. Like, when you see our truth entrance and you you see that one on WWE 2K video games? That's Eli Drake, and he does some voiceovers. So definitely check out that interview. Uh, on the Ring of Honor real quick. Villain Enterprises, Enterprises finally announced that they will indeed introduce their newest member of Villain Enterprises this weekend. We know for weeks, months right now, they've been going over trying to get everybody to join, including Joey Janela. But they finally picked their newest member of Villain Enterprises, and we'll see this weekend, and I can't wait. Uh, the thing I said about UFC, UFC star Ben Askren said that Tom Cruise would beat Justin Bieber's ass, which I found funny, so I had to add that in. I would love to see Bieber catch it by Cruise. Speaking of Bieber, I, I hate saying that word, Bieber. Um, I don't know if it's true or not. I've seen it online, but then I don't know if it's true. There's been rumors for months that it is, but from what I've seen, it said it was confirmed, but the website looked a little fugazi. But they're saying that Justin Bieber actually did land Paul Walker's role or replacement role in the next Fast and Furious a movie in a franchise. So I hope, I hope that Tom Cruise and him fights and Cruise breaks his leg so he has to drop out of that role if need be. Fuck Bieber. Alright, on to some NWA news. Last night, Cole Cabana announced that he was injured. And I didn't know if it was a work or not, but after watching it and seeing that, I think it's definitely real. So that left Nick Aldis with no tag team partner to take on the Briscoe Brothers, uh, excuse me, Friday night at Ring of Honor's Best in the World pay-per-view. Uh, what you call it? Nick said, though, that he will have a partner. This is NWA's newest signee. So not only is this guy going to be his partner for the match against the Briscoe, it is NWA's newest signee, and the way all this is talking, like, this guy is Bay Major. It's big time. It was great that they got him, yada, yada. He said, if you want to see who it is, tune into the pre-show Friday night, and once you see who it is, you're definitely going to want to order the pay-per-view. Uh, if you ask me, I think it's going to be Jack Hager, a.k.a. Jack Swagger. If so, I think it's a real dumb move because I know AEW is super high on that guy. So I think signing with them would be a huge mistake. So we have to check out and see who Nick Aldis' partner at NWA signee will be at Ring of Honor's Best in the World Friday night. 
Uh, DDP Yoga released a video on YouTube less than a day ago, and it had ex-WWE star again, Big Cass, talking about his addictions, depression, and a.k.a. his demons. It's sad, but I hope he makes it through. When you're in DDP's hands, you can change as long as you're willing to. I wish you the best of luck, Big Cass, and definitely check it out, because you know why he got fired from the WWE, that Carmella shit, why he was acting crazy, how come he had that seizure and passed out in Philly. Check it out. It's really good. Uh, and the last but not least, the Health Department of New Albany, New York, is urging people who attended the live event. It was called Welcome to the Rec Room Wrestling Event. It was held last Saturday, like I said, in New Albany, New York. A wrestler, uh, there was a botch in the match. He was supposed to go through some pain glass and was supposed to, like, cut his butt, but he missed and it wound up cutting his back wide open, and blood went all over everybody. The health department is urging attendees to get tested for HIV and hepatitis C. That's no joke. So if you're in that area or know anybody who was at that show, pass it on, man. That's fucking scary shit. All right, that does wrap it up this week. Like I said, this is Lee. This is the AEW Insider. Um, normally, I'd say I'd be back next week, but I won't. I actually will be back this Saturday night after Fighter Fest to let you know how the predictions were and the results. So as always, definitely check out my boys, Jabber Jabber Wrestling Universe. They're on Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. And definitely check us out as always. If you have any questions, if you want to interact, or if there's something you want to see, I'm still looking for a female co-host. Definitely hit me up on Twitter, Facebook, or YouTube. It's the AEW Insider. So I'll see you guys Saturday night after the Fighter Fest pay-per-view. Thank you very much for joining us. As always, it's your host, Lee Bentz, and it's the AEW Insider. Peace, peeps.